Welcome to Talk with Claude. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the virus, the economy. Uh, I'll try to keep it short tonight, but we have quite a few things to cover. Um, so first of all, the good, no new deaths in Canada, no new deaths in Italy and France as well. So that's good. Italy especially um, hasn't been uh, fatality free in some time. Um, only 43 new cases uh, in Canada and I did hear from my doctor that they may be ramping up testing pretty soon. That is really needed right now for a number of reasons. First of all, um, people are much more likely to be careful if they're tested positive and they know they can spread the disease. Second of all, we need people to go back to work eventually and if people don't know whether or not uh, they, they have the virus, uh, if they get sick, say, with the normal flu and they think it's the virus and it's not, they might still be susceptible to catching it. If they have had it and they're getting better, they may be okay to return to work, take over for others that um, are at risk of catching it for the first time. Overall, um, this virus has to work through the population. We just want it to work through slower so that the uh, medical system can deal with it. And I'm going to get back on that little layer uh, later when we talk about the economy. Okay. The bad news, Italy is still dealing with over 37,000 cases. Okay. And um, <clears throat> that's active cases and their graph is still exponential. Okay. There's no sign of leveling off. So they're not through the thick of it yet, unfortunately. Uh, also, uh, New York Governor Cuomo um, just shut down New York State, all right, and um, BC, Canada, same thing, several other places, so we're seeing governors and heads of state now step in, declare a state of emergency, and force everything to shut down, okay? So this is another step. Now, people aren't taking their responsibilities. Um, you know, for all the points that I bring up in the posts I put up, you need to do the things that are right for the situation we're in, right? And we need to encourage um, testing because we can't just stop the economy. Like some people are like, shut everything down. Uh, and I'm going to show you some stats to put that into perspective, okay? Um, testing is inadequate right now so there's hundreds of people running around that may have this virus that don't know and that are spreading it and i don't shutting things down you need to shut down things that aren't essential um you know uh, if you were declared on vacation everybody would be happy but now because um it's this virus and and people didn't plan and I understand like some people don't have a cushion to fall back on. Um, but you can either be broke and well or be broken sick, surrounded by sick people. That's kind of the sad choices we have right now. Uh, let's talk about the economy. A few notes here. So um, we're seeing a few things. So central banks and governments 
always working together. The central bank is the lender of last resort. The government is the borrower of last resort. And it's this lending and borrowing that creates the funny money. And um, so I'm looking at central banks in the world. What they're doing, they're just pumping trillions of dollars in um, to the economy. They're pumping trillions of dollars into the stock market. Uh, whether or not that m money makes it into the real economy and hypes up the prices of goods, we'll have to see. We're already seeing that with uh, some shortages in supply. So I'm making a prediction. I'm seeing three outcomes here. Um, we'll see how it goes. So the first one is hyperinflation. If all that, I mean, the amount of money that they're putting in the economy is astronomical. And I know those of you who have been following economy blogs for a while, since um, 2008, I know you've heard this before, right? But you have to understand with the amount of money that they're circling in to keep this dead system afloat that's on life support, it's a bit like um, every time they increase the amount of money, it's a bit like pressing on the accelerator of a car and you're accelerating, you're accelerating, right? So at the beginning, when you're not going too fast, it's easy to maneuver around the obstacles, kind of predict ways, which way things are going, whether or not you should turn left or right. As you get this ramping up of federal funds, $50 billion a day, $500 billion a day, $2 trillion billion a day, um, with several mechanisms here, and I'm not going to get into the complexities uh, of it. I did post a video today on social media um, explaining very well how the money circulates. I welcome you to, to uh, visit that and uh, subscribe to that. Um, it's not my video. I'm not the expert in the details, but I do understand what's going on. Um, so as the economy accelerates due to money printing, also, it becomes where you can't control anything and you become more and more likely for an accident to happen. To give you an idea of the amount of money they're pumping in, we're going like warp nine and beyond. Okay, so um, the chance of it exploding the value of the national currencies, I'd say it's fairly high, but we'll see. Um, that may lead to a new money system, which is my uh, option two. So they're just gonna, they're going all out and they know it's gonna blow up the money and they don't care. They've already got another money system planned. Um, talks of a buy metal, uh, buy metallic money system. That means gold and silver, maybe. Crypto, maybe, maybe crypto based on gold and silver. Who knows? Um, they're not being totally open about that, though. Um, if you look at some of the documents of uh, world currencies, there's some clues there for sure. So have fun with that. The other thing that's more obvious, no matter where it goes, is this nationalization of the corporations. And let me explain. Like if if, if the states, for example, were to do like Venezuela and decide, well, unilaterally, we're gonna uh, nationalize oil, 
right? Or you're going to nationalize all the corporation and we're going to become full on socialists, dive in both feet the deep end. I don't think that would go by very well. So here's what they're doing. As the uh, central banks of the world print money and integrate that money into the money markets, into the stock markets, the bond markets and all that, what they're doing is they're displacing real economic activity. They're displacing real traders, real investors, right? They, they've got the printing press. So they can outprint, outbid anybody there. Um, and the, if you look at 2008, you know, the corporations were begging for bailouts. The banks were begging for bailouts. And because they, if with the Fed filling the void of that um, drop in the markets, with them still having assets in there, they stood to benefit. Now the Fed is taking up so much place that they're basically completely displacing everything else, okay? And when that credibility in their currency that they're printing explodes through hyperinflation, possibly, probably a depressionary, um, so a deflation initially, and then they are going to keep ramping it up. Like, for example, the stock market is still dropping after trillions of dollars, okay? So people aren't buying it. Um, so they're going to have to keep going to this ridiculous rate. I, I don't know how far they can keep it going, but people just aren't buying it. People aren't entering back in the market. They're buying up the shares basically, and it's still not propping up the market. Um, but what happens is they display so much of the real trade that they end up owning the same thing. So they'll end up owning all the banks, owning all the corporations, um, and maybe exploding their own balance sheets, which means that they might have to turn to the Bank for International Settlements um, and get bailed out by them uh, when their currency collapses, which I think bringing in a new monetary system, that would be all part of it. Okay, so, um, and, and this is something that I didn't just come up with today. Okay, if you... Uh, if you're close to me and you've had these discussions, I was talking about this in 2012, um, 2011 even, okay? So this isn't new. Uh, I'm surprised it actually took that long. And um, here we are, all right? And the thing to remember too is that, you know, they're pumping trillions of dollars into the stock market. And they're asking you to you know, stay home and isolate yourself because we don't want to put too much stress on the healthcare system. Well, where were those trillions of dollars when, you know, you were making cuts to the healthcare system and you, you were making it bare bones? Uh, you know, for example, and, and this goes to the education system, everything else. When I, uh, when I went to university, I went, um, got in, in a Bachelor's of Sciences. There was a lot of people in that, department that were there as a stepping stone to get into medicine because they cut so many positions to apply to study medicine to be a doctor that people had to raise their average after high school and college in order to even apply to get into the program. Now a lot of people were willing to do it and I, I studied with these folks they were very smart 
they had good grades they were very uh, disciplined in their studies but they a lot of them couldn't get in um, so where was the money then that suddenly you pulled out of your ass and gave to the financial markets and the bank bailouts right so do you see the game they're playing here and the thing is what do you get for it right they're going to give you oh well you can hold back uh, you can pause your your mortgage payments for a couple of months uh, we'll, we'll defer uh, student loans for a couple of months um, we'll increase $300 a month your child benefit tax in Canada $300 a month you know in the meantime the central banks are just pulling out dollars left and right for the financial market now I do uh, think that if they were to pull out that amount of money and give it to people that there would 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 be insane it would just you know there that doesn't create instantly more goods right there's already shelves going bare at the supermarket because people are waking up all of a sudden thinking hey i only had one day of food ever at a time in my house maybe maybe that wasn't such a good idea so um, there's been a lot of complaints that the shelves have gone empty and, and thinking that you know there's one or two people just hoarding the whole thing that may be part of the problem in some area but in by and large I'm talking to people and basically people have woken up and they're saying well you know now I'm getting a week or two weeks worth of food or you know oh they, they're in total panic so now they're getting a month worth of, worth of food they're not meaning to hoard it and, and to sell it back to people at a higher price like I've heard some people doing with toilet paper and stuff like that um, there's just this this extra demand now with you know 80% of the population that had almost nothing in their fridge and now they want to load it right up because they don't know when they'll be able to come back out and, and shop again if things go down if if you know the the cops are circling the street telling people to stay in their house that they can't come out of their house like it's been done in certain countries so and this isn't this isn't me this is what i'm seeing people do and people think right so they're kind of in a panic um so all that new demand like the system wasn't prepared for that right i I typically stock more food uh, in general so when this happened I didn't have to go out and panic buy right so I haven't affected the demand on the system I I've been doing that for years but now some people went out and panic bought a whole bunch of stuff um, they may or may not eat that stuff usually they I don't know if they made good decisions in what they picked out, right? But it's putting a lot of stress on the system. Now you take that, I think a lot of people are buying as much as they can afford, basically. You know, take that and you, you throw a whole bunch of money at these people, they're just going to buy more stuff. But all these things have to get chipped, they have to get, the food has to get grown, it has to get prepared. A lot of them are eating processed food, so it has to be processed. Uh, some of it may have to cross borders. Um, so there's all this backlog here that, 
that we're dealing with and if you throw money at it it's just going to make things worse so i don't think they can paper over that one i think we're going to see prices increase at least uh, in the short term in certain items um while people are kind of scrambling to see you know even if they're getting employment insurance that's you know barely half of what they made some people don't qualify either so that's that's all the problem i, I seriously i really feel for everybody who's suffering out there um i'm making plans to in this realization that and and this is the thing with the situation because it's the virus because it's affecting everybody bank workers corporations individuals uh everybody then everybody kind of gets it that you know um i probably at some point won't get paid for whatever it is that i do because people won't have money and i won't be able to pay so this is the perfect scenario for a global reset the other thing that i found find really fascinating is normally in this situation this completely crazy situation you would expect you know riots and, and people to go out and destroy infrastructure and, and stuff like that but now everybody's like oh we got to stay 10 feet away we can't gather in more than groups of 50 um you know if they're and i i'm <laughs> always stay a little bit of a skeptic about what we're being told in the mainstream i don't think we're being told the the whole story i'm not saying go out and pretend that the virus isn't real i think people should follow the advice and not spread the virus okay just to make that clear but if i was a crazy cabal leader and i wanted to collapse the world economy without destroying all the infrastructure this would be the perfect way to do it wouldn't it <laughs> like i'm i'm impressed by the way things are going in most places we're avoiding all the craziness that would be associated with with the situation and when people are up to starting a bit of craziness then they start shutting things down and and they start uh, introducing martial law basically so um we'll see how this develops i don't think you should take this lately in the sense that um it's going to be a couple of weeks and then we'll just go back to normal uh there's industries that aren't going to recuperate from this from for a long time and people's values also are bound to change and i don't think that's a bad thing okay uh, people's values towards food preparation have already changed there's been a big awakening that way i think that's a good thing i think that should have happened a long time ago but um so that's just one thing right uh being with with people you can trust when you're locked in like that and you're limited super important you know picking the right friends for good and bad situations super important okay now the real problem at its base you can point the finger at the banks and at the government and at the system but the real problem isn't the system it's the people okay it's the people that have allowed 
and even encouraged the system to grow and grow and grow because nobody wants to take a loss, right? And they're willing to accept get it, uh, being given scraps so long as, you know, they don't take a loss and they'll just keep that system going. Most people don't even know who they are and they'll drown that yearning for knowing who you are and, and, and who you serve and what your purpose is in drugs and alcohol and nihilism. You know, I, these things you, you have to approach at some point in your life if your life is going to make sense. Um, and this brings me to another point, okay? So we've basically, as a society, made the choice in order to save a subset of society, which is uh, mainly the elderly um, and the compromised. And I'm not saying it's a bad decision, right? But some people are yelling out, shut down everything, shut the whole thing down, everybody stay in. That's insane. Okay, some things need to remain open. There's going to be some exposure. There's no way to prevent this virus from touching everyone. The only thing we can do is lessen the impact on the healthcare system. And it's a very important thing to do. Okay? But don't think that you're not going to get it. You're, you're very, very likely to get it at some point. That's how these viruses run their course. They infect enough people that people develop an immunity and then the virus dies or it mutates itself out of existence. Hopefully it doesn't mutate itself into an even more virulent form, which can happen, unfortunately. We'll have to wait and see. But... Um, just a quick screen share here. Um, let's see. Okay, so these are the figures for today. Okay, so this is the total um, deaths. Okay, so we're talking right now worldwide. 9,390 deaths. Now, if I go to do that right here, how many deaths by suicide per month? Okay, um, according to the WHO, not the rock band, the World Health Organization. 800,000 people die due to suicide every year. Divide that by 12 real quick. Okay. Um, that's way more people per month that are dying, that have died so far from the entire spread of this disease. Now, I know it's not over. I've seen the graphs. It's going up exponentially. Hopefully, there's going to be a leveling off, especially with the measures that uh, the countries are now taking. But the reason why I bring this up and specifically suicide is if you kill the economy, people are going to lose their livelihood. They're going to lose their business. Um, you know, suicide rates are already up. Uh, apparently one woman in four is on antidepressors. Uh, men are taking themselves out in record numbers. So 
what I'm saying is that we don't want a cure that's worse than the disease. Okay. Uh, now I encourage you to maintain um, isolation as much as possible. Um, and no matter what we do at this point, there's going to be a huge hit. Okay. The economy, in my opinion, is done. It's going to blow up either in hyperinflation, a new monetary system, a full nationalization of all the corporations, which would not be good in my opinion. But there's going to be some drastic changes. This time next year, we won't recognize the place. We don't have to destroy our infrastructure and we can learn from our mistakes, our overconfidence in a very efficient but very fragile system. Now, um, where was I going with this? So basically don't accept scraps and learn who you are and what you're capable of. Okay. Um, we'll see how this plays out. I think I'm done for tonight and I wish you a good night. If you have any questions, comments, things you'd like to, you'd like me to cover, or talk about please leave uh, that in the comments below subscribe to my channel click the bell if you want to get notified every time I put something up I'm producing uh, quite a bit more often these days so um, keep up with it I put the dates on my videos I know I don't change the uh, the main screen too much but um, yeah just watch for the next uh, video coming out and to make it interesting ask the questions let me know what you want me to talk about what you want me to look at and i'll comment and for those of you saying you know shut up you don't know what you're talking about just you know let's just do what they tell us to do and you're in total panic ask yourself one thing are you better prepared than what I might be okay because if you're not if this took you completely by surprise one week ago when they announced that the schools were closed no offense but you may want to listen and learn you may not be ready yet but please don't tell me to self-censor myself or or ask other people to censor me if you didn't have a clue two weeks ago how this would unfold you need to perk up and listen up. You, you, you don't need to censor people. It's time to listen. It was time to listen 10 years ago. In the, you know, in the two, 12 years ago, in the 2008 crisis, a lot of people learned a lot from that. Some people knew 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, Edward G. Griffin knew since the dawn of time when he wrote his book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Okay. Like there's information out there and shutting down the voices isn't going to help you. Okay. Listening and learning from people who are better prepared, who have values that got them through better is what you need to do. So please don't try to shut me down. Don't try to shut other people down. If you can't handle the truth right now, just scroll on by. Okay, go back to the cat videos and the funny memes. That's okay. I was there too at one point. I'll admit, you know, I'm not talking from some high pedestal that I, I know all and I'm above everybody. No, I've gone through a lot of pain in my life and I've helped 
people through their pain and I've built relationships and I've had the hard lesson. All I'm trying to do here is save you the trouble of the hardest lessons I've had. And, you know, as somebody who's older in the community, that's kind of a natural role, whether you like it or not. Now, I'm not forcing you to listen. You can scroll on by. Um, but yeah, don't, don't, don't try to shut me down. Okay, if you disagree with a specific point or you think I'm not right about something, that's totally cool. Write it in the comments. I'll revise what I do I have in the past. I'm not always right. I like people bringing new ideas or new perspective. I've never had a problem with that. Okay, but um, keep it real. Keep safe. I love you all. I'm doing what I can in my own style. I will have interviews with people that have a totally different style, different optic, and can bring you different things to help you through this. I can't do it all. I, I know I've got a bit of an abrasive personality sometimes. And you, you know what? The people who love me, love me as I am, despite myself sometimes. Um, but obviously, I must bring some of the something to the table. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep me around. So hopefully, I'm still worth something. You guys have a good night and uh, take care.